How's it going today, guys? I'm back here live in the studio once again for another episode of Hot Takes with TP3. And it is just me today, guys, on the podcast today, Wednesday, November 13th, 2019. This is a short little podcast, you know, for you guys. Um, going to have some NFL takes. I'm going to have to uh, give a where where Thomas was right, where Thomas was wrong on a couple things. But ultimately, guys, it's going to be a great show. I'm ready for it for to get to everything. But for those of y'all who don't know, I'm your host, Thomas Penland. This is my uh, podcast I do. You know, it's my takes for sports. Usually our earlier in the week podcast, you know, is just kind of things that we've observed, that we've learned week to week. Weekend podcast where we break down the biggest matchups and the best matchups we're going to see that weekend. But... Other than that, guys, it would be a great show. I'm ready to get everything going for y'all today. Follow me on Twitter at TP3Wins, on Instagram at TP3Bets. So got those two out there for y'all. And, you know, I'm actually going to start today's podcast with a little something, you know, I, I, t- I took a little while before I started this podcast because I was very heated about it earlier. Listen, Trey Young said, let me pull the tweet up so I can t- tell y'all exactly what he said. Um, so Trey Young tweeted last night. He tweeted, um, your apology needs to be as loud as the disrespect was. And honestly, guys, I'm confused. I'm confused how that anybody possibly thought Trey Young could have not been good coming out of college. This guy was the first player in NCAA history in the same season to lead the league in assists and points per game. I mean, he's playing in a Power 5 school, Oklahoma. I mean, a lot of people think of the Big 12 as the best conference in all of college basketball. And the fact that he owned them like that. That's crazy, guys. You don't see too many rookies do what he was doing that season. And, I mean, a freshman. And the fact that he was able to do that and translate it so well to the NBA is unbelievable to me. I mean, he's putting up numbers. I mean, Perk said it best on Twitter earlier. He's putting up numbers not even Steph Curry is. I mean, I don't see any way that y'all can't think this guy is as good as Luka Doncic. And, look, I'm quite tired of, honestly, everyone trying to debate who's better between Luka Doncic or better than Trey Young. Why can't we acknowledge that these are two generational talents that we're watching go at it against each other? And it's just a great, fun rivalry, you know? There's nothing better than watching two of the best young guys go at it in their respective sports, and that's exactly what we have here with Trey and Luka. I mean, it's just crazy they were traded and everything. I mean, both teams won the trade. I mean, you both get a generational talent. How do you not win? I kind of think Atlanta won a little bit more. might be a little biased there but I mean Cam Reddish doesn't look great so far but that's what happens you know when you don't have an entire you know preseason to kind of get ready for everything but Trey Young guys has been nothing short of amazing last night he hit eight three-pointers had 42 points he's the first player to have three straight 30 and 10 games Um, 42 points last night on he hit eight threes um, 13 of 21 shooting Um, on top of all that you know he had those 11 assists I mean Trey's getting everyone involved look I watch the Hawks almost every single night as y'all know I go to a lot of these games guys and the thing I love watching about Trey is for example like some of the games last week you know he started slow didn't play too great at the beginning of these games, but you see him passing the ball and getting these other guys open and getting shots for his teammates, you know. If Trey can't score the ball and the defense is collapsing on him, he's going to make sure that he gets everyone else ready. You know, I almost feel like Trey Young is playing, you know, is a one-man show, you know, like we've seen guys like LeBron and Harden and whatnot do. Without John Collins out there, it's really just Trey Young versus everybody. If you pair him with another superstar, I mean, the things he can do are, would be absolutely crazy. I mean, these passing lanes that he opens up, these passes he makes, these shots that he hits off the dribble, I mean, 
all the moves, guys, that Trey makes are absolutely amazing. And, you know, I'm quite frankly, I'm sick and tired of it. I haven't heard one good reason yet for why Trey Young isn't isn't an all-star, why he's not a star already in this league. I mean, he's must-watch TV with the moves he makes. I mean, we saw him nutmeg somebody last night, saw him at the three silence. I mean, Trey Young does things that you don't see other players do in this league. He's a special talent, and he gets the fans riled up and gets everyone on their feet. I'm sick and tired of all the disrespect. I mean, unless you can actually say something besides the fact that he's small, or besides the fact that you don't, like, I need an act, like, I I haven't heard one actual fact for why Trey Young can't be good, and I'm sick and tired of it, guys. I got to hear something. Can't just say he's not good. I mean, him and Luka, they'll forever be linked together, and honestly, it's going to be so much fun to watch what these two guys do here in the future. I mean, like I said, you know, two generational talents. These guys score the basketball. They pass the basketball. I mean, both are averaging right now. I believe Trey's averaging like 27. He's averaging 28 and 8.7. Luca was almost averaging a triple-double. I don't know what he's at now. Let me pull that stat up. So Luca's averaging 28, same thing, 10.3 rebounds, 9.1 assists. So basically they're averaging the exact same thing. Obviously Luca's going to hit the boards a lot harder than Trey does. He's six foot seven. and Trey Young, you know, I don't even know if Trey's six feet tall. He's listed at 6'1". I don't even know about that. But honestly, I don't care about my point guard rebounding or not. But regardless, my point is these are two generational talents. Let's stop with who's better and rather than appreciate them both for what they are. I mean, you don't get players this often, this good, this young in the league. Trey Young, Young, yeah, yeah, whatever. But let's keep things moving here, guys. I'm not going to – actually, there's one other thing I want to talk about with the NBA. I don't know if you all saw this or not, but – the NBA all injured team. I don't currently have the list in front of me, but it's kind of sad, you know, seeing all these guys go down. I'm personally, look, I don't care how much I like one team over one team, how much I may hate a player or hate that team, but I want to see the best players on the field. And it sucks, honestly, that all these guys keep on getting hurt in the NBA, you know. Um, I just think it is, you know, how much that these guys have all evolved as athletes. You know, when you have athletes that are this good, and that can jump out the gym the way they can and move the way they can, you're going to get injured more often. You know, that's why it really worries me with Zion and how high that Zion can jump. Just because I feel like, you know, Zion might be a little bit more prone to injury than a lot of these other players because he's playing so high off the ground. I mean, you look at Blake Griffin, to me, I think Zion is incomparable to anyone, but at the same time, he matches up the best as playing like Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin's hurt all the time. I really do think that, you know, that's a big thing in this league. And quite frankly, there's no way you can change it. Just like football, all these athletes have gotten bigger, faster, and stronger. And we're going to keep on seeing injuries. I mean, I hate seeing Steph Curry go down. I mean, there was a while where Golden State had all four guys injured. You know, it sucks to see. We saw Chris Middleton go down over the weekend. I mean, so many of these teams are missing so many big parts. De'Aaron Fox is down now. Bagley's out. You know, I'm not going to sit here and name off every single player in the league, but, you know, you want to watch the best products. You want to see the best guys out on the court and go ball. And honestly, guys, I just think it's part of the sports world that we live in this age and era. I think it's time to stop, you know, addressing the problems we have with the game and accepting that it's just what the game's at. You know, when you have athletes that can play this hard, can jump this high, can move this fast, you know, it's it just happens. It's sports the way of life. You're going to get injured. You're going to overwork. If anything, I guess we need to monitor minutes better, but... It sucks. It's the NBA we're in today. I mean, it's a more fun league, but just the way of life, guys. But let's move now to possibly the biggest game of the season. I mean, I've been saying to y'all ever since that Texas, ever since the Texas LSU game, guys, that LSU and the over. What did I tell y'all, man? LSU and the over. Both those locks this week against Alabama. But let's break down the new college football ranking here. Look, I'm like a lot of y'all. I don't think Georgia's beaten anybody. They beat Florida. That's it. I think Florida's a good team. Now, do I think that that's a win that deserves to put them in the Final Four? No, it doesn't. But let me ask you this. Who's Alabama beaten? Nobody. Who's Oregon beaten? 
all, um, nobody. They lost that game to Auburn. That would have been their one fighting right. Utah hasn't beaten anyone. Look, all this stuff, though, guys, is going to correct itself at the end of the day. If Minnesota, who's 9-0, deserves to be in there over Ohio State, they have to beat them. They have to stay undefeated and beat them in the in the cha- conference championship game. That'll fix itself. Um, Georgia this weekend against Auburn, you know, and then Georgia also has to play Texas A&M still. Then they'll have to play LSU in the SEC championship. That, it will correct itself. Oregon and Utah, both these teams both need to stay one loss and beat each other. Honestly, though, I think the one thing that's going to help Oregon get in here over or Utah over Alabama at the end of the day is going to be Auburn. If Auburn is able to beat Alabama, obviously two loss Alabama is done, but if Auburn is able to beat Georgia as well, I think Oregon can leapfrog them into the Final Four here. And that being said, that game will be huge for the Ducks because, you know, the Ducks basically have them beat. I mean, realistically, they have them beat in that game, and hats off to Auburn for not quitting and giving up, but they came back and won this game, guys, and quite frankly, I think that, you know, everything's going to correct itself. If that, Let's say that Georgia loses. Let's say that you have Ohio State, LSU, Clemson, the same thing still, and then Oregon beats a, beats a one-loss Utah or one-loss Utah beats one-loss Oregon, you know, then that'll be your new Final Four. Everything's going to correct itself. Everything's going to figure itself out. Also, Baylor, 9-0, and undefeated Baylor. Essentially, if they beat Oklahoma twice, I think an undefeated Baylor would slip in there over any of these teams at the number four spot. I wouldn't be shocked at the same time, though. That's my personal opinion. At the same time, I wouldn't be shocked if they left them out. You know, we really don't know what the committee can. At the end of the day, the committee does whatever the committee wants. That's just the way it is. Whatever the committee wants to do, that's what they're going to do. That's the way it happens. So I wouldn't be shocked if they want to punish Baylor for playing this awful schedule. But at the same time, you really can't let Alabama in over Baylor. I mean, Baylor's non-conferences were SF Austin, UTSA, and at Rice. I mean... (laughs) That's about the easiest schedule I've ever damn seen right there. Um, it's going to be a fun weekend, though, guys, of college football. I also want to say this. I don't think anybody knows what the draft order is going to be. Personally, I think the Bengals should have traded. Um, they definitely should have traded A.J. Green here and acquired another first-round pick. Imagine if you could pair an offensive lineman with Tua or Burrow, whoever your one-for-one guys. Look, my top three quarterbacks, I go Joe Burrow at one. Just because, you know, we've seen Burrow, what he can do. He's mobile. He can pass the ball. He can do it all in that offense. Tua, I've got a little bit question with those injury concerns still. But I would still put Tua in there at number two. And then number three, I have Justin Herbert. To me, guys, Justin Herbert's the ultimate game manager. He's big. I mean, I've seen him listed as big as 6'7". Herbert can sling the ball around the yard. But on top of doing those things, he's a, he's a good game manager. Like, I don't really watch Herbert play too often and be like, wow, it's a horrible pass. He's mobile. He can do, you know, I, I feel like that, honestly, he's like he's like Dak Prescott. That's really who he reminds me of. He's not going to, you know, he doesn't make the kind of throws that wow you or the plays that wow you, but he makes the right play and he doesn't make a lot of mistakes, which goes a long, long way. But at the end of the day, Chase Young is the best player in this draft. I hope to God somehow he's wearing a Falcons jersey, so rise up with that. But let's keep things moving. This is kind of a short podcast today. I know y'all don't want to listen to me blabber on for 30 minutes, and honestly, I don't know if I have it in me today for all that, but where Thomas, as as done on the herd a lot, my favorite sports talk show to watch, where Thomas was right, where Thomas was wrong, where Thomas was wrong, that is for darn sure he was wrong about Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. Look, I never said Lamar Jackson was going to be a bad player. I always said he was going to be a good player in the NFL. I said I thought that this offense and this team would regress as the season went on. I mean, there's still time for them to regress, but I think the Ravens are here to stay, guys. Lamar is so good at throwing the football. He's already amazing. I mean, that spin move he hit in the open field, you can't tackle this guy in the open field. It's like tackling a running back, honestly. He's so fast, elusive, and smart. He sits in the pocket and keeps a passer first down the field. When the pocket collapses, he gets out there and, run the, and runs the football. 
I mean, the Ravens, you can't build a team better than Baltimore did. I mean, they have three tight ends that they're good to use. Great running backs they can shuffle through. They got Hollywood Brown to burn you and beat you down the field. They got a bigger receiver in Willie Sneed. You know, the Ravens are built for success. And this, I think, is one of the best built teams that I've seen in a long time. Um, I love... I mean, I just love what the GM, what the general manager did with this team. You know, it's it's really hard to build a team better than Baltimore is. So at the end of the day, you know, Eric DeCosta, he built a great team here, and the Ravens they have one of those great teams. The defense had a little bit of questions. They went out, and got Marcus Peters, eighty nine yard return for a touchdown. I mean, that secondary is horrible at the beginning of the season. They've seemed to fix those things as well as back to back losses against the Chiefs and the Browns. They seem to fix all those problems, and they're ready to play everyone. That's going to be a great game this weekend for them against Houston, but I love how they have fixed things with this team. Now, the Patriots, on the other hand, they've they've regressed with how they look, but at the same time, it's the Patriots, guys. I feel like they're still figuring things out. I mean, Sony Michelle has got to run the football better, quite frankly. Patriots need to get a better ground and pound game going. They need to run this football a little bit better. I really think that's the Patriots' Achilles heel right now. You know, I don't think Brady can make the throws you need him to anymore. Obviously, if you need to win one game, Tom Brady's still your guy there. I mean, you still got Bill Belichick. The Super Bowl's probably going to have to run through New England. That's going to be another huge thing, too. But I still honestly stand by my point. I think that Belichick said, let's see what Lamar can do, and let's figure out how we can beat him in the future. That's what I think the Patriots are banking on in everything. But... Overall, guys, the team I'm most disappointed in this season is the Kansas City Chiefs. It's not even the Browns. I kind of expected this. It's not even my Falcons. Unfortunately, even I picked them to win division. It is the Kansas City Chiefs, guys. The Chiefs, they cannot stop the run, and they cannot run the football. Look, you have to be able to run the football in this league. I don't care how good your quarterback is. I mean, Mahomes threw for 446 yards, three touchdowns, practically a perfect game. What else do you want him to do? They did run the ball better this game for 97 yards, but that defense just gets too tired and they get stuck out on the field. I mean, the Titans ground and pounded them all game long. They ran for 225 yards. Kansas City some is going to have to stop the run. I mean, if they can't stop the run, how can they beat Baltimore? You know, Lamar Jackson, uh, Mark Ingram, Justice Hill, all those guys, uh, Gus Edwards, they're going to run the ball all over them, and their defense is going to get tired and stuck out on the field. The Patriots, the Patriots will run the ball all over them and keep Pat Mahomes off the field. That's how you beat this team right now. They have to do a better job of fixing up this team. Unfortunately, when you pay all your money to a quarterback, it's hard you know, to build and have the right pieces out there. I think that Kansas City has got good players. They just can't stop the run at all. You know, they need to use picks on this run, on this run stopping defense. Also, it's gonna be better that they've got Chris Jones back in there, but it's not it for them yet. I mean, I think Kansas City can still get better as the season goes on, but if they can't stop the run, it's not going to look too hot for them. Like I said, you know, all these teams, they can run the football. Running the football, I don't care how much of a passing league it is or how much fun it is to watch these teams line up and throw the ball over the field. you got to be able to stop the run at the end of the day, guys, and that's what it's going to come down to. I think that this AFC wildcard race is going to be really fun, as is the NFC, but especially the AFC. You know, you got teams like Pittsburgh who are dead in the water, who's got a chance. The Titans, they make the quarterback switch. Look at that. The Colts look like they're fading a lot. All they do to get Brissett back this week. Um, the Bills, you know, they're still a front runner up there. You got the Chargers and the Raiders. The Chargers are trying to come on strong. And Oakland, you know, I love what Gruden's doing with this team. They got a great football team there. Imagine if Antonio Browning kicked off, how much better this team could be. But. It's going to be fun to see how everything comes down here in the AFC. Um, like I said, this weekend's podcast is going to be a huge football podcast, but I'm, I'm just excited, guys. It's such a great time in sports right here. This is one of the best times of the year. We got more NBA. We got college basketball now that's back. 
Um, it's just such a fun time of the year, guys. Uh, appreciate everyone that tuned in once again. I'm going to have a huge podcast for you all this weekend. I'm gearing up for a, you know, it's, it's a big weekend, guys. Once again, every weekend now is a big weekend. So we're gearing up for another huge one. But once again, appreciate you all. And we got a huge one coming this weekend.